Happy Mother's Day! You know, your question earlier was, uh, what's your favorite memory of your mother? And uh, my favorite memory of my mother was her refried beans. <laughs> I mean, they were just, oh my gosh, she with bacon grease refried, bubbling. Anybody know what I'm talking about there? Oh my gosh. And, and I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I've said it before. My mother, when growing up or when I'd come back over and she'd cook food for me, uh, she would, wherever I was sitting, she goes, just stay there. She'd bring me the food because we're a traditional, she was traditional, traditional Mexican family. And then if I wanted something more, she goes, no, stay there. I'll bring it to you. And then when I was done, she goes, no, stay there. And she'd come and pick up my plate and take it to the kitchen and she washed all the dishes. And then I got married. I come back, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even exact, I come back from the honeymoon. And Olivia makes the first dinner and she goes, your food's ready. I'm, I'm like, she goes, well, come and get it. I go, where's her, let me see that resume again that she put in here. Oh my gosh. Well, that was kind of a rude awakening right there. You know, today I'm... <laughs> I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk to you moms, I'm going to talk to everybody, because we've really felt led to continue our series. Have you enjoyed the series so far? And we want to do that, and because we want to really, the topics are very important as what we're relating to, and Father's Day will do the same, but it will impact fathers also. And uh, I want to talk today on lightening up on you. How many moms just need to lighten up on themselves? How many humans need to lighten up on themselves? So about 18 years ago, um, we were backpacking. I'm a backpacker, and um, this year will be my 40th year backpacking. And you carry about 40 pounds on your back. It's, it, you either love it or you hate it. It's one or the other, no in-betweens. And you're climbing the high Sierras, and 18 years ago, we, we walked a loop trail of 22 miles. Then you start one area, you walk all the way, and you come out a whole other area. I think it was about 10 miles between Mammoth and McGee Pass Trailhead. And so we'd leave one car here, one car there, and you know, to be able to get back to the cars. Three days, 22 miles, two nights, it's strenuous. On the last day, uh, there was a, a 10 mile walkout, and it was straight down, but you're still high altitude. And when I got out of the trailhead, finished the 22 miles, but the last day, 10 mile walkout, what I didn't know, and what we didn't know who were at the trailhead was that one of the guys hurt his knee. So one of the other guys, he decided, I'll carry his backpack besides my own backpack. So he said, tie, it to, tie his backpack to my backpack. And he walked out 10 miles carrying two backpacks. Now that means he's walking out carrying 80 to 90 pounds, 10 miles. That is not an easy thing to do. So not knowing this was happening, when he finally makes the turn to where the trail it is, we're at the cars there at McGee Creek Trailhead. I, I see him make the turn, he comes out and he just collapses. I mean, he just falls straight to the ground and he cannot get up. We don't even know what's happening. We run there, and sure enough, there's his backpack on his back, the other one tied to his back, and he just collapsed under the strain because it was just way too heavy to carry. Now, that was an external weight, and you could take that off as soon as you take that weight off. Today, I want to kind of relieve some internal weight. There's a heaviness that exists in humanity for whatever reason. We become very hard on ourselves that we just got to get things right. Now, I just want to take an impromptu survey. I know that most of you will not raise your hand on anything. I get it. But how many of you, honestly, you're, you're kind of hard on yourself. You got to get things right. You kind of raise your hand up, hold it up high. 
We got problems in this church already, man. Look at that. You know, so, so yeah, I know the feeling. And we're, we're very hard on ourselves. But here's the problem with that. And, and I'm not talking about being lazy. I'm not talking about not getting ahead. I'm, not talk, I'm just talking about you're hard on yourself. Because the problem is when you're hard on yourself, you tend to be hard on others. Yeah. And we're talking about us, all of our us relationships, any friendship, co-workers, teammates, schoolmates, romantic relationships, family, sibling, marriage. Those are all your us relationships. And if I'm hard internally on myself, I'm going to be hard on other people around me and I could end up pushing them away. And that's not what any of us, I think, in our hearts ever wanted in our life. So we're going to talk on this whole idea today in this concept of us because we've said every week, if I fix me, I fix us. That's right. So it's a personal responsibility, fixing myself emotionally, relationally. And if I fix that, I fix us. It'll do a lot of good in our lives. And so this is not a message you're saying, oh, so-and-so needed to be here to hear this one. You're here to hear this one, okay? So you take the notes for yourself and don't take the notes and say, I'm going to share this with people at work. They really need to hear it. No, you really need to hear it. So, so do I. Now, if you're new with us today and you're here with because your mom dragged you in and your mom said she'd buy you lunch on Mother's Day if you'd come to church or whatever it is, you know, which is not right. But um, in our series, we always read key verses that pertain to the series. So we're, we're going to do the same thing today. We're going to read verses 28, 29, and 30. We read these every week in the S series. Here we go. The only verses I'm going to ask you to read out loud. All together, would you join me? Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. This is Jesus speaking. And you will find rest for your souls. We all want rest on the inside. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light Jesus is saying look you might have learned some things the wrong way and if you've come from a church background where it was always heavy and you felt like you could never get it right you may, maybe you learned the wrong version of Jesus he came to make our lives lighter and easier that's what he says learn from me so we're going to learn some things from today as we expose some things on how we can get so hard on ourselves so we're going to address the mess. Now, moms, it's your day. We know it. But I know from talking to moms over the years, and I know from reading stuff about moms, that many a mom, you can feel like you really are a failure or you are failing as a mom. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Be honest, mom, so other moms can see, okay, I'm not the only one. You, you, you feel like you just got to get this thing right and you're not getting it right. And I find that interesting because I watched my mother and I watched a mother that I'm married to Olivia with our three because here's what, you, what I see about you moms why I don't understand why you could think you're failing you moms have this ability to um, handle so many multitask what we call it you, you could sit there with the baby strapped to you remember how they have the straps now back in my, my parents day they're just holding me and I'm you know bobbing all over the place but you know <laughs> Now and, and that's why I have problems emotionally. But 
but now they strap them to you and you're there in the kitchen and you're stirring the spaghetti sauce like this and you and there's a fly in the kitchen you grab the fly swatter and you're you know you're doing, you're like the maestro and but you're doing going and then with one leg you're balancing everything you got the baby here and the other leg you're 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 kicking the 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 oven door closed because you got whatever in there and then the the pacifier drops out of the baby's mouth and as the pacifier falls to the ground you hacky sack it up and you bam boom right back in the baby's mouth and you just continue what you're doing you guys are amazing am i right it's just true and, and uh took me a while to think of that illustration by the way but so i don't know how you can be hard on yourself so i'm gonna i'm here to lighten it up okay want to lighten up your load and everyone's load in this room because we want to fix our fix mean and i fix us and in doing so, uh, make things better. So let's turn to, uh, if you have a Bible, if not, it'll be on the screen, Exodus ch- uh, chapter 5. We're going to look at the story of Moses when he goes back to uh, tell Pharaoh that God says, hey, God wants his people to be set free. They've been here 400 some years, and uh, it's time for slavery to be over, and Pharaoh's not having any of it because these are the people that build his cities, these are the people that make his bricks. And they've been enslaved for over 400 years. When you've been enslaved for over 400 years, it's hard to break the, the mental cycles in your head. It takes time to, to do that. And they have never, ever had a day off in over 400 years. Can you even imagine that? That this is what Moses has come back, set the people free. Pharaoh's going to, he's going to fight it. Verse 1 of Exodus 5. Now, I would ask you to look at it this way spiritually, though these people really did live... Look at Pharaoh like the devil and what he's trying to suppress us with. Look at Moses like the Jesus character trying to free us from these things in our life, okay? And we're the people in the middle of it all. Here we go. Verse 1. And afterward Moses and Aaron came and said to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Let my people... Notice they say, God says, let my people. God is saying, these people are my people. They're not your people, Pharaoh. Let my people go that they may celebrate a feast to me in the wilderness. In other words, we want to go worship. This is what we're going to go do. Verse 2, But Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord. And besides, I will not let Israel go. He goes, There's no way in life I'm letting these people go. Then, he, then they said, back to Pharaoh, The God of the Hebrews has met with us. Please, let us go three days' journey into the wilderness, into the desert, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Otherwise, he will fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. Let us go out there. Let us take a break. Let us worship these three days. Let us do that, Pharaoh. But the king of Egypt, who was Pharaoh, said to them, Moses and Aaron, why do you draw the people away from their work? Why are you pulling them away from what they do every day of their life? Every day of their life they labor. Every day of their life they work. Why are you doing that? Get back to your labors. We tell them, get back to work. Uh-uh, no days off. Again, Pharaoh said, look, look, the people of the land are now many, and you would have them cease from their labors? You want them to stop building my cities? He says, no, they're going to keep working. Life is hard for them. It's going to stay hard for them. So the same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters over the people and their foremen saying, you are no longer to give the people straw. Here's the punishment. You are no longer to give the people straw to make brick as previously. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. In other words, I supplied the straw to make the brick with the mud, but now you got to go get the straw. Not only just make the bricks, now you got to get the straw. So now 
He's increasing the labor upon them. He's making it harder on their lives. And that's what the enemy does in our lives, the devil. But the quota of bricks which they were making previously, you shall impose on them. You are not to reduce any of it. And now watch what he says to them. Because they are lazy. Therefore they cry out, let us go and sacrifice to our God. How many in this room, I'm curious, the enemy has popped in your mind, you didn't know it was the enemy, but you feel like, I'm just lazy because I didn't get my 27 things done today. Anybody ever feel like that? That's just a lie in your head from the enemy. Let the labor, verse 9, be heavier on them. See, we're going to make life heavier, make it harder on these people. This is the enemy's goal. Let the labor be heavier on the men and let them work at it that they may pay no attention to false words. The enemy can make life so hard, so scrambled in our head, so difficult that we won't even hear this anymore. We won't even hear freedom anymore. Now watch, after all this happens, then the people find out what has to be done and now they're a little bit angry with Moses, verse 20, 21. When they left Pharaoh's presence, they met Moses and Aaron as they were waiting for them. They said to them, May the Lord look upon you and judge you. This is what they're telling Moses and Aaron. For you have made us odious. It means to stink. You made us odious in Pharaoh's sight and in the sight of his servants to put a sword in their hand to kill us. In other words, this. You made life harder for us. Life is harder on us. And now they come and they attack Moses and Aaron. And now they make it hard on them. See, if I'm hard on me, I will be hard on people around me. The harder I am on myself, the harder I will be on people around me. Does that make sense to you around in this room? Okay, let me give you some possibilities um, from just experience and reading all these years. When I'm hard on myself, these are not in your notes, but let me throw them out at you. You can use them whatever way you want to in your head as you're thinking about these. When I'm hard on myself, I regularly find something to pick at. Anybody? Anybody pick away at others? Anybody pick away at this? Come on, be honest in this room, man. Okay. How about this one? People around us tend to feel like they just can't meet our expectations. Because we're so hard on ourselves, then the expectations get harder on everybody else. I come home, scanning the home for imperfection. What's that shoe doing there? Uh, who moved the lamp a foot over? Oh, good, I feel better now. Isn't it crazy how an inanimate object tells us how we're going to feel? You know, I had to tell myself 20-some years ago, before I came in, because I was the Gestapo coming in looking at everything, sit in the driveway and just relax, get your composure so you don't walk in like that. I had to do that. I'd sit up there for 5, 10, 15, whatever it took, minutes to do that. Some of us need to do that. So we don't come in as the person looking for all the imperfections and start pick, 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 because we're hard on ourselves, we're going to be hard on others. How about this one? I focus on what I haven't accomplished. I had 22 things on my to-do list and I only accomplished 21 of them today. I'm a loser. Anyone? And how many of you know if you accomplish 22, tomorrow you'll have 23 things on your list, huh? Because you've got to top it, don't you? Yeah, I, have to, I wish I could spend time on that one, but I don't have time. How about this one? I can dwell on a mistake I made for a long time. I beat myself up instead of looking at it as a learning process. Anybody? Oh, the hands go up all over the place. Okay. I know. Yeah, we all know what that feels like. 
Some of us are still beating ourselves up over things we did 10, 15, 20 years ago. Would you just please stop? Next, I tend to speak in negative terminology because my self-talk is negative. I talk to myself negatively, so it's going to come out negatively. How about this one? I tend to be cranky, which makes me lots of fun to be around. <laughs> right? It's a, it's a terrible cycle. Now, so we can be very hard on ourselves, moms, and all the rest of us. But let me, let me show you something. And, you know, I thought about how to illustrate this. But let me show you what I mean. This, this is a dartboard. How many of you play darts? Those are all violent people right there. <laughs> now, what's your goal to dart people? What's your goal? To hit what? The bull. That's right. The bullseye. Do you hit it very often? No, you rarely hit it, right? But when you hit it, you feel really good about yourself, huh? Somebody must have said they hit it all the time and they're lying right now. So, so you, you want the bullseye, but you know, if you get around here, that's still good, right? But not to you, huh? No, but that's still good. Out here, it's like, uh, well, let me tell you, in life, we think that we get at the bullseye every time, don't we? And then when we don't hit the bullseye and we just get out here, which is really, really good, it's not good enough, huh? And so we're hard on ourselves. And when we're hard on ourselves, what happens is the people around us, we give them the dartboard and we make them feel like they need to hit the what? The bullseye. And they may get really close, sometimes out here, but most, and then all of a sudden they feel like I can never, I can never meet expectations. And since they can't meet expectations, they tend to withdraw from us because we expect the bullseye, the very bullseye that you and I could never even hit in our lives. So if I'm hard on myself for not hitting the bullseye, I'm going to give this to others and I'm going to be hard on them because they're not hitting the bullseye. Does that make any sense so far? Okay, let me tell you something about, about, about preachers. You guys want to know about preachers? You want to know a secret about preachers? I'm not sharing. No. <laughs> let me tell you about preachers. Always watch this in a preacher. And if you're visiting, don't go home and say, well, am I, this preacher from Norco, he told me all about you. That's not what I'm saying. It, just listen to a preacher over months and years. And if you hear them and see them get a little hot on the collar on a certain topic, whenever it comes up, and they really rail on that topic, and they're angry, more than likely, they probably have a problem with that very thing. Because they're on that thing right now listen, every one of us in this room does that. If we committed certain sins in the past that we feel like, and we still feel guilty over it, every time someone else does that, we're going to rail on that real hard. Anybody know what I mean? And we're all like that. So if we have unresolved guilt from the past that we just can't get it right, get it right, and we're hard on ourselves and we beat ourselves up, which by the way, don't beat yourself up because Jesus already took the beating on the cross, Amen. Now, but if we beat ourselves up over past guilt, we're going to tend to beat others up because they're not hitting the bullseye on the very certain sins that you and I committed years earlier or last week or 10 years ago or 20, whatever it is. Be careful with that because now we're, we're hard on ourselves, unresolved guilt, and we're going to be hard on other people. I just gave you a gold nugget there, guys. And if you understand that one there, you will now learn to relax and life will be light and life will be easy and the journey will just be a lot better. Now, since we're talking about this, what's the way out? How do I make, how do I lighten up on myself? Well, 
I'm going to give you two things a day. And today's message is really short because it's Mom's Day and we don't want to hold you long. And I'm going to keep the message, just the message part to an hour and 25 minutes. And so... <laughs> two things I want to give you today. Number one, thank you. I knew it was too much. Yeah. Oh, good. It's Linda there. Okay. Know that you are in process and not perfect. You got to know that you're in process and you're just not perfect. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. and I should say what the Bible means by that. We're going to look at a New Testament letter, scroll, Philippians written by Paul, a guy that hated Christians, murdered Christians, then became a Christian, and then writes almost 14 New Testament letters. He writes this in Philippians 1.6. He says, For I am confident of this very thing. Watch what he says. That he, that's Jesus, who began, keyword began, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect on earth. That means mature or of age. You're going to keep growing. Uh, perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus, until they were taken to heaven in death or raptured or whatever comes first. So he says, look, he began this thing. You're in process. You haven't arrived. You will never arrive on earth. And I'm not making excuses to say, well, you know, I'm not perfect, therefore I can't. No, you want to keep growing and you want to keep changing through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the blood of Jesus that breaks the, the bondage of the old ways. If you start living this and understand your process, that inner bully, how many have ever met your inner bully that just bullies you and tells you you don't measure up, you didn't get this right, brings up past guilt, your inner bully, that person will begin to shut up because you're in process, you're not perfect. Now let me show you what I mean. Romans 8, chapter 1. And this is one that we talk about somewhat regularly, but I'm going to use the illustration I somewhat regularly use. Um, it says, Therefore, there is now, say the next two words, no condemnation. Everybody say it again. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> okay. As a follower of Christ, you put your faith in Jesus. Now you're a child of God. There's no condemnation. What do you mean there's no condemnation? There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Now, I have a donut here. Anybody want the donut? It's a... Wow, that's quick. It's an old-fashioned, but with maple on top. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's not yours. It's mine. You should have gone to blend and gone. Now, I'm going to take a piece of the donut, and I'm going to use this for a little illustration here. Now... Let's take a piece, and I'm going to guard this bag with my life after the service. Got a piece of it right here. Now, this don't does it exist? Yes. Say yes. Okay. Hmm. 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 Does it still exist? But where is it? Oh, it's in me. But you don't see it, do you? Who do you see? Me. What a pleasant view. No. <laughs> it's in me, but it still exists. Let me tell you as a follower of Christ, and if you don't get this, it's gonna, you'll never resolve the past. You'll always be hard on yourself. When you became a follower of Christ, you are now in Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So when God the Father looks at you and I as a follower of Christ, 
He doesn't see you and I. He sees Jesus. We exist in him. The blood of Jesus has washed us clean. All my past guilt for all my past sins, including this morning or last night or whatever it is, all gone. The worst of the worst things I've ever done, washed away. God the Father sees me. I'm in him. People try to rehash things from the past. It's like, it's, I'm in Christ. Let me tell you what it means. It means that my standing before God, my standing is perfection. It's justification, just as if I've never sinned. Declared innocent by the blood of Jesus. Nothing I've done, just put my faith in Jesus. I'm declared innocent, no condemnation. I am washed clean, and that's my standing. I operate from my standing every day. When you begin to get that as a Christian, it will revolutionize your life. Now, do I have a state? Yes, I do. My state is, yeah, I, I sin. Yeah, there's things I got to fix. Yeah, I need to transform this through the power of God. Yeah, I need to go this, change this, and do that. Yeah, but I operate in my standing primarily because if I don't and just operate in my state, I will condemn myself. I will be really hard on myself. I will put myself down. My inner bully will take over because I'm operating as a non-Christian. But when I operate in my standing, I'm in Christ. Then I'm perfection because of what God says. God sees Jesus, not me. I'm in Jesus. Therefore, when I step into my state and operate and want to repent and grow, I don't beat myself up. Does that make sense? No, did it make sense? That's the way every follower of Christ should operate. Pontius Pilate has Jesus on trial there before him and he's grilling Jesus with questions and he finally announces to all the people, I find no fault in this man. And if there's no fault in Jesus and you're in Jesus, guess what? There is no fault in you, in us. And when I finally get that, I understand I'm in process. And I'm not going to be hard on myself. I'm not going to beat myself up. I can walk in a light, easier life, and therefore I can be light and easier on everyone else. Because I'm light and easy on myself. But when I'm hard on everybody else and judging, then I'm hard on myself. It's just a fact of, a fact of life. Now, it doesn't end there. The second thing I want you to know is this. Know that as a follower of Christ, you are accepted. Imperfections and all. So I'm accepted. As a follower of Christ, I am created in the image and likeness of God, but I'm also a son of God. If you're not a follower of Christ, you're still creating the image of God and likeness of God, but he wants you to become a follower, he wants you to become a child of God. Now let me, let me tell you what that means. I'm thoroughly perfected in God. That's why I like theology, the study of God, more than I like psychology. Do I believe in counseling? Absolutely, Christian counseling. Plenty of good ones. But psychology doesn't have an end. Theology says, Jim, you're broken, but you're accepted. And you can get little by little, better little by little, little by little, and you're always in right standing before God, perfection, but I can keep growing little by little. Anybody like that better? I can lighten up on myself now. Now let me talk to moms. Because I wanted to finish off talking to moms because it really is your day. I, I wrote this down because I wanted to be sure what I said to you. Moms, 
I don't want you to be hard on yourself any longer. Moms, you are brave. You show up every day even when you feel tired and inadequate. That takes guts, huh? Every day. You don't take a day off. Every day, you're brave. Moms, you love. You love so much, it just hurts your heart when you slip up, snap at your kids, and promise to God, I'll never yell again. Am I right? You love so much it hurts because you want to be a good mom. And you are. Moms, you cry. You cry over your mistakes. And that inner bully goes off on you. You cry. Because you just want to get it right. Moms, you worry. You worry when the school calls and your three-year-old preschooler bit five kids in the class. <laughs> and now it's like, oh no, he's going to become a serial killer when he grows up. You worry when that teenager starts to rebel against you and speak up against you and storms off, slamming the door. Right? You think back, was it because I served them cold cereal instead of hot when they were five? But you worry. But I just want to tell you, moms, just in closing, could you just please, for the rest of your life, extend to yourself the same love the same process, not perfect, the same acceptance, imperfections and all, and the same tenderness you give to your kids? Could you do that for yourself? And in doing that, you lighten up on you. And when you lighten up on you, probably lighten up on everybody else. And it's just going to be a lot better. A lot better. One last thought just popped in my head. Some of you moms... You probably were told some pretty, pretty ugly things growing up. Because not every family is functional. Well, I don't think any family is functional. But but Jesus came to erase that pain. You're okay. You're okay. And quit saying, I'll never be like, and then whatever mom or... Don't say that. Because your focus becomes that instead of him. You're okay. And you're going to be okay. Lighten up on you. Lighten up on you. Extend to yourself the same love, process, acceptance, and tenderness that you give to your kids. Just do that and watch what happens. Would you stand up with me? I'm done today. It's Mother's Day. I want to get you to the restaurants before everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs>